Hello, and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and potentially in the future rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to taking a look at all of season four. It's going to be a good time. Definitely. And with us as well is Peter Dency. How are you, Peter? I'm interested to look, to look at season four because it's like, okay, we have three more seasons. Let's do this. I want to yes. get to them now. <laughs> but then we get to the end and we're like, sad. Yeah, right. It'll be, it'll, it'll be like ending a really good book. It's like, well, what do I do now? I'm bad at this. Like, the podcast is good at it. It's like, I, I still haven't finished Samurai Jack. It took me forever to finish Legend of Korra, I... even though I knew the great ending. Like, it, 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 it like makes me too sad to finish sometimes. I, 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 I haven't even finished the original series, so it's like I still have to get through that before I can, before I can watch when they brought it back on Adult Swim. So it's like I'm even farther behind than you are, and I feel really bad about it. I don't I don't want I don't I don't want that part I don't want that part of my entertain entertainment of childhood to like just finally like be, be done, done died off. Yeah. Totally understand. Totally understand. Well, this week we are doing our season four wrap up. So first up, let's throw it to Peter. What did you think of season four? I thought it was solid. Like I I, I thought I thought this was a solid season. It it, it was uh, after the oh my godness of se- of season three. It was it, w- it was ni- it was nice to see like okay, how does everyone react to the different things that happen? But at the same time, at the same time, while while we were because um, I because I was listening to our first episode for for for, for, um, for season four, uh, just the other day, actually because I was like because I was like where because because I, I was because I, I knew we were recording this one so I was like where were we at that point you know like with like fresh new eyes for a new season, like while we were definitely happy to see Worf, I feel like we got a little too much of him as my. <laughs> I, we we got a little too much of Worf and not enough Dominion, and I was just like, no, I I, I don't want to be tired of my of, of one of my favorite characters from TNG. That's uh, that's totally fair. I think I'm on the same pain as you. Um, I was a little disappointed in this season. Not that I thought it was bad for any chance. I just think uh, the main thing I was disappointed in was Worf, and I don't think it's Worf's fault or Michael Dorn's fault. I think it's just um, he was very clearly the main arc of this season. You know right, I mean? um, and I, I very much care about season arcs, and so they're very important to me. Um, and this was sort of the weakest season arc for me because, as we said, it starts out great; it's very, very good. And and you know, right before we recorded this, I we relaunched our we launched our season four episode finally. So let's show you how far ahead we are. Um, and listening to it, we're like so excited. We're like, oh my god, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I just don't think it really went anywhere very interestingly. The Klingon War didn't really do much for me. And like we said, too many Worf episodes was like, I can't fit in. Man. Yeah. And it got uh, old for me a little bit. That said, I think this was the strongest season in terms of single character episodes. I think we got some of our best individual character or unique plot line episodes. You know, you had a great Dax episode, a great Bashir episode, a great Jake episode. You have a great Cisco episode. I can't remember a great Kira episode, but I'll look back on it. But there probably was one. But the fact that we had so many great little character moments made the season worthwhile for me. That said, I think season three is still my favorite. They'll get there later. Uh, but how about Sarah? Are you on the same page with us? 
Um, I I was conflicted about how to rate this season for the reason that you just described. Um, as you said, the um, the overall overall season long plot was sort of lacking, but I was just so impressed with so many of the individual episodes. Like uh, this this season featured the visitor, which. You know, television very rarely makes me cry. Like movies, sure, but TV, there you don't have enough time in an episode to get really, really invested in a character. But I was, you know, right. literally gross crying with snot and tissues and everything because of this episode. And you know, when TV makes me feel that strongly about a thing, you know, it's good TV. Or they've killed off someone that I really liked, right. and I was upset about it. That too. But that that well, I mean, he he did die at the end of the visitor, but I wasn't crying because I was mad. I was crying because it was emotionally relevant. Oh, um, definitely, definitely. So next up is the best episode of the season. I'll start off by <coughs> saying uh, probably the easy choice, but it's the choice that makes most sense to me, which is uh, the visitor. Um, there was some really great episodes, uh, particularly um, Rejoined was one I, I really appreciated. I enjoyed Armand Bashir a lot as a Bond fan. Um, the finale I thought was excellent, Broken Link. But The Visitor, like I said, was one of the best Star Trek episodes I've ever seen. It's up there for me with, with Inner Light and... Uh, um, oh, I forget the name of it, but the first episode with the Romulan uh, and it's the original Star Trek. It's just one of those fantastic Star Trek premises and just fantastically acted by tony todd and um and uh oh man avery brooks my mind's not with me today uh and really brilliant idea i always find the stories that are about sort of people giving up everything for someone even if they probably shouldn't to be very emotionally resonant and beautiful and uh I just found it just just deeply emotional and incredible and impressive. So there's a lot of great episodes this season, but that's the one that stands above it for me. How about you, uh, Sarah? I also picked The Visitor. Um, I mean, I, I, I talked about it uh, at the, the you know beginning of this podcast, but like I said, it was just very well acted by everyone involved and you know, really meaningful storyline. Um, Parent-child reunions or emotional connections always really get me. That is the thing that makes me cry in movies and television. It's like in the land before time when at the end, you know, Littlefoot's mother's spirit leads him to the Great Valley or in Brother Bear when, you know, little baby Coda gets to hug his ghost mama bear for the last time. Like, I'm just an absolute mess and in the visitor you know jake or in this alternate reality jake lived his whole life just so that his dad would have another chance of surviving and it was just so many feelings and it was great i will say rejoined was a close second for gay reasons but the visitor was definitely (laughs) a better episode and i can very freely admit that (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. And I, one thing I'll add, two things I'll add. One, Coco's going to be an emotional nightmare for oh, Sarah. Oh, my God. I am going to lose yeah. my mind. Like, ugh, I know. Because they've like, confirmed I can just tell. that 
because they've confirmed that he meets his parents in the dead. Like, oh, they confirmed that in the no. recent trailer. I'm going like, to be an family. absolute wreck. I'm going to be it's a wreck. I could tell from yes. the very first, like, 30-second trailer that they showed. I was like, oh, no, he's going to the world of dead. I'm going to cry so much. Because you know so, he's going to so meet much. everyone that he needs to meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, which we mentioned before in The Visitor, but I just want to reiterate it, is just really great to see a, a really well-done father-son character who are black. You know, And you just yeah. don't see enough of that, particularly in sci-fi, especially in sci-fi, but even just in general TV. And just the shot of him looking at his son. Oh, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, because because um because my because my favorite I, I I saw I saw that both of you had I saw that both of you had chosen the visitor. So I was like, okay, we can't all talk about the visitor. So like it's I was like, let me choose, like I was no, I know, but I was like, let me choose another episode that I really enjoy. But but I, I still want to bring up that moment. Like that was the moment of that episode that really just hit me so hard. Like I mean, yes, like yes, it's at the end where where where, where all of the emotion like really comes to a head, and like it, like it really hits you with the full impact. But just to have that quiet moment where Jake wakes up and Cisco's just looking at his son, like 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 a like a like a, like a father like a father or or any parent watches their baby sleep. It was such a moment. I I, I can't I can't describe. No, I, I absolutely agree. So, Peter, give us your favorite episode. Uh, well, I, 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 I still love the visitor, but but I I went ahead and I chose Our Man Bashir because nice. it was that was an episode that at least for me just kind of came out of left field. It's like it's like wait, really? We're gonna, we're gonna do a James Bond parody? Oh yes, it's on, and it was just so much fun to just watch Bashir be in a position where he was like Garrick I realized that you were here in my simulation I realized that everything outside of this simulation outside of this hollow suite is going wrong because of just everything so you know if we die and if they die they really die but you need to like follow me because this is my hollow suite this is my thing this is my story and you will do as I say <laughs> also that stellar performance of Avery Brooks as a Bond villain. Oh, oh that, that was so good. One of my favorite things that, just, that happened this season. That, Mr. Like, what, Bashir. That yeah, like one high pitched so laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was I th- that was <laughs> again, one of my favorite moment or maybe my favorite moment of the well no. My favorite of moment of the season is there for gay reasons. But it's the second favorite moment of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll hear more about that soon. In fact, Sarah, uh, well, this is a different one. But who is your MVP of the main cast this season? Um, I actually had Bashir as my MVP of the main cast. Um... I don't know. Probably for the um, it was it was a long time ago when I wrote all of this down. But um, yeah, his uh, his performance in in that episode was really really great. And he, you know, when in uh, in the quickening when he was trying to save that race yeah. of people, and he just did not give up even after he had left the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> he was like, nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Um, but I also have here O'Brien as a close second because oh my god did O'Brien suffer this season bless his heart oh, so, much so much suffering 
Poor O'Brien. Yeah, this is the biggest suffering. Hard time was the. <laughs> that's pinnacle O'Brien suffering yes. right there. That's that's you know, that's like age twenty one Scotch level suffering. You know, it's like yeah. the smooth suffering as it could get in the show. <laughs> How about you, Peter? Who's your I, MVP? I also chose Bashir because he was super OP main cast character this season. Like just, I mean, I mean, I mean, like Sarah, it's like Sarah brought up with the, with the quickening, and that like with the quickening, Armin Bashir, and just like throughout, and just like different moments throughout the rest of the season, it's like you are doing everything, sir. It's true. It's true. Well, uh, uh congratulations, Bashir. You're three for three. Yay. Uh, he's my MVP as well. I thought about Quark, but then I realized I think I was just voting for the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. The last two episodes were really good with Quark. True. He was really excellent in it. He wasn't as much of a presence or as interesting before that. So my hope is that they carry that Quark over, because then he probably will be my best favorite of season five. Obviously, we'll see. But I think Bashir really, really came into his own as a character this season. Um, the fact that you can just kind of put him in so many things is what I really appreciate. The fact you can have two Bashir-led episodes this year, That one that's one of the most fun episodes, which is just... Bashir is dashing James Bond, and uh-huh. Alexander Siddig does wear a tuxedo very well. Indeed. Um, but you can also, you know, do this dark, intense story of him trying to face his own fear of not being perfect, in a sense. You know, The Quickening is, is an entire episode about him trying to beat the odds and then the consequences that come from it. And. You could just even just, I don't even think he's an MVP because you just kind of put him in a light scene. Like he's just in one sequence in uh, one episode where he's like, I'm going to sit in Worf's chair. And like, that's just like a little bit. It's just yeah. like a nice little sequence. So he really feels like the character who can move around and fit in so many places. And I really felt like he, even if he didn't quite have an emotional arc this season, it was just the season for me. It was like, ah, oh, he's just like a great player. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. your. He's your Keenan Thompson on SNL. Like you're just always yeah. glad when he's around, you know. <laughs> like he's just, you, he's just great to have in almost every episode, and so that's why he, he did it for me. Because I think this season they wanted it to be Worf, and as we all said, like Worf, wasn't quite there yet. It was just so. a little too much, and like it wasn't. He, and with Worf, with with Worf and, and his several character moments, he just wasn't hitting exactly the right notes that, or at least we didn't feel that he was in the exact right notes that they probably intended. Yeah. They well, tried Peter, too hard. Tell me your yes, definitely I agree. Well, Peter, tell me your best guest star. So this is a guest star that appears only in one uh, or two episodes. I loved Robert Foxworth as Admiral Layton. Be- and this is in- from Paradise Lost. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Home, home front, and Paradise Lost. I loved him because. Because he, it, it it was um, words, he 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 gave me he gave me a bit of uh, he gave me a bit of like of, of like the um, the academy's version of of, of Vedic win, not um, or, or or Kai win rather. I hate her that mm-hmm. much that I've demoted her to Vedic. Uh, <laughs> where, yes. where 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 it, where it's like where it's like you have power, but you are totally abusing it. But oh my gosh, are you good at your manipulation? <laughs> yeah, he's a great character and and a really interesting one. They've had 
evil admirals are dime a dozen on Star Trek, but uh, he was one of the more interesting ones that I remember because his goal was somewhat made sense. You know what I mean? Maybe the right. way he went about it was terrible. Totally the wrong. Way, you know, he tried to manipulate everyone was terrible, but uh, he's a he's a person you could see why people would follow him, and you could see why he had respect at one point, and you can also see how he lost his way. And I thought that made for something uh, very interesting that, you know, one person can kind of destroy people even in their best intentions so yeah it, it was it was like it was like that quote that I, well i don't know if it's a quote or like just a notion or whatever that that i think that at least where i've seen it is it's like often attributed to batman in uh chris nolan's the dark knight you live you live long you live long enough to see yourself become the villain totally totally and that's that's very much what happened to admiral layton and i and i love i i i, I loved how how Foxworth played that character, like especially at the end, when when it when especially at the end uh, when it when it like, when it dawned on him just how much he had he had he had, he had strayed and it's just like wow I've messed up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, um, I think both of the guest performances of the Cisco's, uh, Brock Peter as Grandpa Cisco and Tony Todd as Adult Jake Cisco, were both really really excellent, uh, really great performances. So I just want to give them a commendation. But my choice is uh, Susanna Thompson, who played in Lenara Khan in Rejoined. Yay! Um, she is <laughs> so beautiful to start with. So like that out of the way. Um, but she has to do, and I said this in the before, she and... Um, I'm sorry. I, I'm blanking on actors' names today. Sarah, who's the actor who plays Dax? <laughs> so I'm not alone. I love the pause. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Terry Farrell. Jesus. Terry Farrell. Thank you. Uh, so Terry Farrell wow, and that's embarrassing. Have to have to do a very difficult job of conveying deep, unending love in 40 minutes or less. Like, it's a very difficult thing to do and i totally totally believed every second of it i Mm -hmm. think she did such a good job yearning and making you believe these characters loved each other and and like i said i i sort of have a theory that jedzia and lenara not even joined would probably love each other because like they're that sort of meant for each other um and and that makes obviously the end all the more sad that ending will not work if you It's the problem for me with uh, the other Jedzia falls in love with someone who she can't be with episode is that Uh. I bought that love, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And I totally bought this love 100%. And it makes it so painful, but so, so fascinating. So that is my choice. How about you, Sarah? Well, um, I'm actually going to change my answer from what I wrote on our, you know, little cue sheet. Um, I had originally written Jeffrey Combs um, because he gave a pretty decent performance as Wayun and uh, the, you know, I forget what, what race they are, but the people who control the Jem'Hadar, basically. Vorta. The Vorta, yes, thank you. <clears throat> the Vorta. But he uh, he per- gave a, just a phenomenal performance as Brunt. However, I am reminded of Tony Todd playing adult Jake in the visitor and i think i need to change my vote and give that to him just because he w- did such a wonderful job <laughs> and 
as I've no, said really for the third time on this podcast, just the levels of emotion presented in that episode were unreal and for me unprecedented in Star Trek. So yeah, Tony Todd. Absolutely. I think that's a great choice. So next up is uh, best recurring guest star, and I will start off by saying that it's Rom. Yay! Good Yay. old Rom. Uh, we just saw a lot of really lovely character growth with Rom. It feels like yeah, we the sure did. We, to. we we saw a little bit in season three when he stood up for uh, for his son against Quark, but this season in particular, he finally you know got out of Quark's thumb. He's going to work night shifts that he's very excited about. You know he. Uh, he helped uh, save everybody from that transport accident, Armin Bashir, by using a spatula. <laughs> you know, like he's just an adorable sweetheart who just wants to love his brother and do best for himself, even though he gets pushed around a lot and he's finally getting pushed around less, which I think is always good to see. So I just, I'm just always happy to see Rom succeed a little bit more. So that's why I went with Rom. How about you, Sarah? I, too, have chosen Rom because, you know, last season he was able to stand up for his son. And this season, finally, he is able to stand up for himself and do Aww. his own thing, irrespective of the Ferengi tradition. And he is good at it. And he's so happy. And he just wants the best for everybody, including Quark, even though Quark is a complete asshole to him. And uh, he's he's a good. He's just a good. <laughs> he's just a yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he upgraded he upgraded from power of love to power of self respect. That's right. <laughs> Excellent reference. How about you, Peter? Uh, female changeling. She did it for me as, as like the recurring character. She she she's like. She, she was the version of Kai Wen that it's like I like where like where you want to love to hate her because 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 like you you, you do not like how she is just con how you know she is constantly behind the scenes just flipping all the switches to just be in everyone's way and inclu including Odo's but just there's such a calmness about her character and like how sure she is with what she's doing and, and, how, and how she's and, and how and how she just knows we will succeed in this I know this. Why? Because we are that good that I'm just like, oh yes, give me more of her. Like she is so good. I love her. Oh, you make me realize that this show uniquely has two of its main villains are women, which is really cool. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Both Kai Wen and female changeling. I well miss done. Kai Wen in a little bit. Not that I, you know, want her to make everyone's lives miserable, but it's the love to hate her thing and uh she wasn't very present this season yeah it's been a minute since we last saw her no yeah i, I was just realizing when we were talking that i haven't seen kai win a lot or um or rom's son nog yeah I haven't seen him much around either this season i mean he's at starfleet so it makes sense but still well yeah that, that that's a good excuse for that now you're making me google how much kai win is in <laughs> season mm. five right. beware of spoilers Indeed. Watch out um, for them. The night is dark and full of spoilers. Yes. All right. Well, let's get to the last thing, which is our ratings. So, Sarah, you're up first. What do you rate season four? I give season four a seven 
out of nine, which I think is the most highly rated season for me thus far. Again, could have had a better overarching season long plot and could have had a little bit, you know, could have traded out a lot of Worf's storylines for that. Um, But the individual episodes were just so good. And there are more singular episodes from this season that I would think, oh, I want to go back and watch this particular episode. So therefore, I give it a seven. All right. And how about you, Peter? I was gonna say a six, but I will inch this. I will. I will inch this season up to to a six point five. There, there, there were, there were so many, so many good, solid, amazing episodes in this season, and and like I thoroughly enjoyed all of the character moments that we that we got see, seeing seeing all of these characters grow, seeing seeing this world develop, and how and how different storylines are like are moving forward because some because you just know that like e- that even with as even with this huge moments, even with the huge moments that, that we have had up to now, that you you just know something massive is coming. But for but for me personally, I think, and this kind of goes back to how like to how, how I said at the beginning um, how I feel about the season overall. Uh, I to me it's just it's brought down it's brought down a little bit uh, by just too much wharf. I I I, I, lo- I love his ca- I love his character. I think it, I think it's awesome. I, th- I think I think it's great seeing that um seeing seeing that kind of struggle between like i am a klingon but i'm but i but i am a federation officer but it was just a tad bit it was it was centered a tad bit too much around you need to get used to being on to to being in the space station because there's because there's a gray area everywhere it's not black and white it's just like we get it totally fair um yeah i'm gonna be a little bit lower than you guys i'm gonna give it a a six out of nine um I think all you said is very fair, and uh, I think it's just what I care about more, and just with a show like this, I want to have a really strong season arc with the great episodes, and the episodes are really great, I definitely agree with that, it was just I was very disappointed that it felt like we were backtracking again, and felt like we were back to season two, where we were just waiting for something to happen, even though it was supposed to be this whole Klingon war, and there wasn't really much to happen with the Klingons, and until the end there wasn't really that much to happen with the Dominion so it was like and even the, the Dominion thing was more of a character thing than a big battle thing you know with Odo so that was just my issue mainly is that it just felt like the plot didn't really go anywhere while the character episodes were really excellent I just wanted more forward momentum and from what I understand I'm sure we'll get that with the next three seasons I was just sort of frustrated by that but I still think that the character episodes are very very excellent some of the best episodes of the series, no question. Just want more of that forward momentum is all. So I'm gonna give it a six out of nine, which uh, our average out to six point five out of nine for season four. Alrighty. Yeah, I like that. I like that score. Alright. Well, that will do it for season four. Next week, we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 1, and Episode 2, which is Apocalypse Rising and the Ship. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Yeah, it's like, it goes from one really intense title to one very bland title. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse Rising. I was expecting Rising. something like, I don't know, 
more foreboding, like as Apocalypse Rising being like part one of two, and then the next right. one being like the end of the world, or you know, just something. It's the ship. Something. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or it's what was the what was the one before Paradise Lost? What was that one called? Um, uh, Homefront. Homefront. Like that's a really good like Homefront, Paradise Lost. You know. Yeah. Like, like ooh, progression. This is like Apocalypse Rising and the, the ship. ship. Just a ship. Just one <laughs> ship. Uh, all right. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meat Shield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meat Shield. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.